Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Hey, Auburn fans. Welcome to No Huddle your source for all room football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. Jared, I was excited to see your name on the stadium. You know where I saw it? The locker room. Did you, did you, did you, you know, donate some money to get the locker room name after you, Davis Locker Room? <laughs> I wish I did. I, I struggle to be able to afford a, a Coke and a hot dog there now. Uh, <laughs> But I'm going to claim it. So it just says Davis, right? So, I mean, yeah. I can claim that. It just says Davis Locker Room. And I was yeah. like, that's cool. Yeah, there we My go. My co-host it has a locker room that Auburn named after him. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm pretty much just going to go before each game and show them my license and say, hey, I need to get in there and talk to Coach. That's right. This locker room is named after me. <laughs> if Let me just put it this way. If anybody saw me come out of the locker room, they're just going to leave. They're going to be like, we got no shot in this game. Oh, man. Love it. <laughs> so, that's cool. Though. I, did, I did not know that until you told me. Yeah, I think – I don't know how new that is because I was even Googling around and I was like, I couldn't find – I don't think I could find any articles about it. But either way, we're, we're claiming it right now until we, we until have – Until someone else claims it. Uh, yeah, I'm claiming it. Yeah, claim it. Um, and then don't let the check hit yet. And if yeah. They do, you know, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that four million dollar check to get in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one, Jared. That was a good one. Yeah, Hope, hopefully, uh, yeah, that's uh, not me, man. I wish it was, <laughs> but not me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into some of the ADA stuff because there, there was a lot going on this last um, this last Saturday. There was lots of people talking about it. Um, there weren't as many people as, you know, a normal eight, day, but it was also a little cold and it's the second year of a head coach. So, you know, not as much hype as, you know, first year head coach or, you know, you just won a you know, championship or something, but I think it was a fun environment. Um, you got to see some of the players. Um, I mean, people always talk about it. It's just like a glorified practice. And to some extent I see that, but with all of the talk that you hear about over the off season to actually see it with your own eyes is something you, you definitely hold on to that. And uh, there was a lot to a lot of great play out there. Um, and, and particularly there was a lot of talk about quarterbacks and, and we can just start with that. I mean, that seems to be what everybody's talking about, which, you know, probably rightfully so the, the kind of this, three to four way battle between TJ Finley, Robbie Ashford, uh, Holden Gariner, and obviously Zach Calzada too. That's, that could be a really interesting battle come, come this fall because I don't know about you, Jared, but like I saw some potential in every single one of the guys that got to play. And obviously uh, Zach Calzada didn't get to uh, play just because he's still recovering 
uh, from an injury, but he'll be back in the fall. So, Jared, I want to get your thoughts on where this quarterback battle is and kind of what you're seeing from, you know, the play that these guys had during A-Day. Yeah, well, full disclosure to everyone, I, this is one of the first eight days I've not been able to watch the full thing, so just wasn't able to do it for various reasons. But um, I did watch the highlights, so it's a little skewed on highlights because you don't see the mistakes, um, but I'll, I'll do the best I can. I mean, you know, TJ just has a cannon of an arm. I mean, he put he can put it anywhere. Interestingly enough, it, I felt like he threw several kind of Brett Favre vest, kind of like a sidearm, didn't even, didn't even step into it. Um, but he got it there, and it was, you know, a strike on the money on the completions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think with TJ, you kind of, you know, he, he could get better. I keep going back to last year and just the inconsistency. And, you know, there's just no way to know if that's been fixed. He has a great arm. I actually, if you ask me who do I want it to be, just from a like ability, I would pick TJ. I think he's a humble guy, and I like him. But, uh, yeah, nothing that said, hey, this guy's definitely definitely the answer, but I don't think he did himself any damage. Yeah. Um, you know, Robbie uh, was the first time we really got to see him. I think that kind of skews people's opinions because they had nothing to go off of, and it <laughs> looked pretty good. And so they're really excited. And I think Robbie has a ton of potential. I like the rollout options. Seemed very athletic. He's going to be the guy that can keep a play alive. He's he's got very Bo-esque in that regard. You could use his legs. Um, and interestingly enough, they had packages to use his legs. So that means yeah. they, I mean, I don't know about you, AJ, but I mean, does that mean that they, they kind of think highly of Robbie? I mean, would you waste time building a package? for a I mean, running quarterback if you didn't think he had a chance to win the job. They've only had 15 practices and they've already installed some some plays that are specifically you could see specifically designed for Robbie Ashford to take it and run. And I think that says something. Now does that mean Robbie Ashford that's, you know, a sign, a tip of the hat to like he's going to be the quarterback next year or this, you know, this upcoming season? I don't know. But I think it does say that there's enough credibility to his what he can do that Harson said you know what in this offseason let's cater to what you can do and what you can do is just use your athletic ability to get yards I mean like there are a handful of times Robbie Ashford uh, yeah we're playing two hand touch with quarterbacks he got called you know a dude literally placed a hand on his jersey but in a live scenario where he's getting tackled I think he would have broken pretty much all of them. And a lot of times gotten the 20, 30 yard runs that, you know, I feel like if there were a lot of other quarterbacks in there might not have even had a positive yard out of that, but yet Robbie Ashford was able to. And I think that's kind of where the, I see the hype coming out of this is people get really excited when they're like, Oh, new, you know, flashy quarterback that can do a lot and, you know, doesn't look inept. He looks comfortable in the pocket. And that's kind of the exciting part. And I don't necessarily know if I'm 100% on the Robbie Ashford train right now, but it did pique my interest in him. Um, and, and I've you know been pretty clear. Like, I, I really like TJ Finley, but Robbie Ashford showed something that I, I think a lot of people really liked. R- Robbie is uh, – and listen, Robbie may go on to win the Heisman. And I couldn't care less who's quarterbacking for Auburn as long as, you know, they're helping the team win. But 
Robbie is benefiting double time. He's basically benefiting as the backup quarterback, which is always very popular. Yeah. And the first time we actually saw him was in a scrimmage that he can't be tackled or sacked. So Mm -hmm. everybody's going to look a little better during that situation. So now everybody thinks Robbie's the savior. Robbie may very well be the savior. Um, And he did look really good. But I think we also need to remind ourselves of there's been a lot of A-Day superheroes throughout the years that we never saw on the field. So um, it's a good thing. It's promising. But, yeah, I'm not ready to crown Robbie the starter just yet. Um, The other guy, I want to point something out because I saw this as a negative, and then you corrected me. And it could be really a really big deal. So Holden, every highlight they showed was a quick out route. And I was like, oh, well, the guy doesn't know the offense. They don't trust him. So they're making they're taking away his mm-hmm. decision ability and making it just be a quick out route. You corrected me on that. And I thought that was pretty cool. Tell me why they were doing quick out routes. Yeah. So it, it was kind of this end of game, you know, end of half kind of scenario with Holden in there. And his goal was march down the field, get a touchdown. And so he was kind of, you know, making those quick decisions that you need to at the end of a game, almost in like this no huddle type environment. And the defense, he was reading the defense and the defense was giving him those out routes. And so he was like, awesome. Keep giving me those 10 yard out routes. I'll take them every day. If it's just a little pitch and catch. And he just kept doing it over and over and over. And so I feel like that's, kind of reminds me again of you know, our Bo Nix, like, you know, his very first game as an Auburn Tiger, making that quick decision, hey, Eli Stove's open. Let me throw it down to him for a touchdown to win the game for us. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, Holden is capable of, and that was kind of shown in an ADA situation. But that gives me hope that, you know, that he's already starting to make that next stride that, I mean, everybody talks about the high school to college level is just so much more hard to do. And Holden's starting to make that those steps in that right direction. And and for that, like I, I even give him a shot at potentially being the quarterback this year, even though he's a true freshman. And yet we still have, you know, awesome guys like TJ Finley, who has played at LSU as a starter and Auburn as a starter towards the end of last year. And you have uh, Zach Calzada, who played at Texas A&M as a starter, beat Bama. That's saying a good bit that I think Holden could potentially be it. Um, yeah, I think everybody's writing him off because he's a true freshman. Uh, I think you and I both have a pretty low percentage, but I think you and I both agree that there is a percentage there. I don't think that he, he's a done deal redshirt and just because he's a true freshman. I think Harson is going to truly go with who he thinks has the best chance to give him, you know, to help him help the team win. And to be clear, that one thing about holding, reading the defense and making passes does not make him Joe Montana. However, a large majority of being a quarterback at in the SEC and then on into the NFL is being able to understand defenses and schemes. Because if you're a four or five star, you can throw the ball like Mm -hmm that's a given um but there's a lot of four or five stars you never hear from again and it it comes down to being able to assess a defense be smart with the ball be consistent and at least him being able to read that and taking what they're giving him at such a young 
you know, point is, is pretty promising in my opinion. Yeah. So you had mentioned percentages. If you had to give percentages, so like right now, who you think is going to be quarterback game one? TJ Finley, Robbie, Holden, Zach Calzada. What you got? What are you feeling right now? Uh, you you and I totally disagree on this. I think it's 75% Zach. I think it's Zach's wow. to lose. I think Zach could come in and lose it. I think I think everybody's going to be given a fair shot. But we got to keep in mind, Zach last year was thrown in. I mean, they won eight games, I think. I mean, he didn't, you know, tear anything up. But he came in in a situation where he had not been prepped for the season because he wasn't the starter. He comes in, and he the game he played against Alabama, the throws he was making is, okay, can we get more of that Zach? And if you get that Zach, and he's got SEC experience, I think his floor, because you could say the same for TJ, I think Zach's floor is higher than TJ's. Mm. Um, the thing about TJ is his ceiling is so high because he has a rocket arm. Yeah. He's just not been consistent. And um, I, I really think 75% of Zach starts. And I'll be honest with you, I think if it's not Zach, I think it's Robbie Affer- Ashford, and I've been saying this, but – I think those are my top two, man. How about wow. you? Who, who are you giving a number one? What's the who are you saying starts and what's the percentage they start? My gut's still telling me TJ Finley because Harson kept talking over and over about TJ Finley, all the good things he did, and I saw it. Yeah, it did you know if you look at social media, did TJ Finley do well? Social media would tell you absolutely not, but that's not necessarily all his fault. There's a lot of factors in that. He was behind a completely brand new offensive line. And on top of that, his wide receivers are still very young. Besides, really, just you got <laughs> one guy. Um, and, and that's that's kind of weird that you not really have a lot of depth at wide receivers. So, like, we, we have to kind of, like, take that with a grain of salt. So, like, I'd say TJ Finley, I don't know, like 40%, something like that. 30% closely behind them is probably going to be somebody like Zach Calzada. And then was it leave me like twenty percent with Rob, uh, like Robbie don't, Ashford? Don't make me do math. I'm gonna trust <laughs> you. Um, and then let's see how much left. I got ten percent left. Uh, Holden Garner. Are you going ten with Holden? Yeah, I like it. I mean, like I, I'm. I was kind of. I mean, maybe five percent, but like ten percent seems reasonable with what we saw at the end of a day. I mean, if he keeps making strides in the right direction i mean could be holden's listening to this and he's doing that dumb and dumber where he's like so you're saying there's a chance (laughs) yeah absolutely and i think there is a chance which i think is pretty awesome like it seems like i mean we're we're trying to again uh, we talked a lot last year about who is harson what is his personality like what's his coaching ability like you know how does he relate to you know the team all those those questions and I think based on what we've seen so far, he doesn't care that Holden's a true freshman. If Holden is going to be the guy that, you know, goes out there and has gives us the best chance to win, I think he goes with Holden. And I think that at least gives him a shot. Yeah, I don't think there's a dude on our team where you're like, okay, we are not starting Holden. If it comes down to Holden, we're we're good. I think I think we got a lot of capable guys. I think it might be one of the more the most depth we've ever had at the quarterback position. Cause I think we legit, I think you could legitimately send out TJ, Zach and Robbie. I don't, we don't know enough about Holden and, mm-hmm. and, and probably win some ball games. Yeah. Um, 
and but I don't know that any of them are like, nah, there's no way. We just need to go ahead and redshirt Holden because this guy's so good. So it's like I do think it's truly I don't know that I give Holden ten percent. I'm not knocking you. Um, but I do think that there is a percentage chance there. Um, well, I mean, I'm not giving Zach Alzada 75%. Yeah, you know. yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I didn't have as many percentage points after that, right? <laughs> you and I need to do a, a friendly wager. So if it's CJ, like I have to buy you lunch, or if it's Zach, Ooh. you have to buy. We need to do something like that. All right, all right, yeah. we'll figure out something. We'll figure it out. Not I right like now. That. We'll figure out a good wager. I like that. Um, but yeah, one other thing that I wanted to talk about, which again kind of relates to Harson and the quarterbacks, is again we're trying to find what what is Harson's personality like? Like who is he? And one of the interesting things, which I saw a little piece of that, and I've seen it in other interviews with him. So he got asked multiple times about quarterbacks, and like one of the reporters, I think, was like, "Hey, I got another quarterback question." He's like. Psh- of course you do. Everybody has quarterback questions and you're just like, that's awesome. Like it, it almost seems like to me, like a um, kind of reminds me of, you know, Saban when he gets really angry at reporters for asking questions about mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. he hasn't even determined. And so he's like, what do you want me to say? Like, do you want me to just give you, you know, I have no comment. Like, <laughs> What do you want? Like, what do you want? Yeah, like, uh, yes, you're gonna ask, but I have no answer for you. Yeah, I mean, what what was his famous uh, phrase Saban had? He was like, "I'm not telling, so quit asking." I think it was like it was something like that. And just like, I feel like that was Harson's like nicer way of saying, "I don't want to answer your question. I'll tell you all about the good things that all of our quarterbacks have been doing, but I'm not saying who's gonna be who's kind of in my my mind the head quarterback." Let me ask you this: Do you think, as of the as of the ones right now, if he had to roll with one of those three, do you think he knows right now? Right now, um, he probably has a bent towards one of them, but that that doesn't mean that he. I mean, he doesn't seem like a guy that's you know going to determine that in April, who's going to be the quarterback in you know, literally four months from now. There's too much, you know, too much variability with that. And and honestly, with how much he's on the hot seat, I wouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. I would leave your options completely open, like a legitimate 100% open competition. And that's your best shot at you know being successful at offense and ultimately probably keeping your job. So anyway, um, let's shift a little bit and start talking about running backs here and wide receivers too. Um, there weren't a whole lot of rushing yards during the eight day game, which, you know, it's to be somewhat expected. A lot of times just defense usually is expecting things. They know what you're going to run, but also Auburn's defensive line is just, just ungodly good. They're so good. And, you know, pair that with offensive line, pretty much having to go to like our second string and third string offensive line. It doesn't help your running game much. So I, I take our running back stuff at with a grain of salt, at least at this point, because if you have right now, I think we had four of our five starting offensive line out from a day. So again, take that with a grain of salt. Um, we did see a good bit of tank and we saw some interesting stuff from tank and, and Jared, I wanted to talk about this. Some, something that Harson did with tank was motioning him out of the backfield and passing the ball to him also lining him up in more of a slot position and letting him run a route what's kind of your thought on that 
when, you know, he could just be running the ball up the middle and probably get four or five yards, if not more. Yeah, I mean, I, I always have a, a touch count for your best player kind of thing where I think you need to you need to be getting them X amount of touches, however possible. I, mm. Seth Williams, I always said we needed to be getting him, you know, he needs 10 catches a game. Yeah. Um, well, Tank, you can get him the ball in many different ways. And honestly, out of the back, when you, you know, motion him out and put him at receiver, you're doing one of, you're doing two things. Not only are you getting the ball in his hands, but he's not taking as many, you know, body blows because he's not having to deal with defensive linemen. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're a little fresher, keeping him fresh. Um, he's going to be on a linebacker, you know, a lot of times. Um, you know, I mean, I, I mean, there's so many things you can do this year too because last year we didn't know what we had with Jarquez um, and you know um, Worm. I call him Worm. What was the who's the Sean Shivers? Sean Shivers was was good, but I think my point I'm getting at now is you can you can line you could have Jarquez in the backfield and have a legit threat back there to run it in any fashion, and then send Tank out, and now defenses are like, what are you about to do? Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea. You got Tank at a receiver. You just motioned him out. You got Quez that stayed in the backfield. <laughs> and, like, I feel like that's a legitimate, okay, you know, uh, to, I've heard this said, like, you want to make college defenders have to think. Oh, yeah. Because they're all athletic at the SEC level. Can they think? Yep. And the more you motion, the more you create mismatches, the more they're going to have to think, the more they're going to mess up. Yeah. Well, and that's that's why the best quarterbacks and the best wide receivers and the best running backs end up kind of bubbling up because they're you know they see the mismatch and like, dude, I'm open. Like, give it to me. Like, make something happen. And that's why a lot of them. That's why people stand out in college is they recognize that. And I think Tank is a huge mismatch for a lot of teams. Um, I mean, I think if you give him. I don't think he'll ever be as good as somebody like Ryan Davis. But if he has any hint of you throw a really quick screen and you just let the dude, you know, juke one person, he could be gone. Like, that's the capability of Tank. And that gets me excited that we're going to be potentially using him more in that role and not necessarily just pound him up the middle when maybe the run game isn't going for us that day, which – that's going to happen. Like <laughs> it's going to happen and I'm preparing myself for it and I'm preparing you for it. We're going to have days where we're not running the ball well, and that's going to hurt, but how can we get the ball down the field? I think you go to guys like, you know, even, you know, the previous walk on Sean Jackson, who's now turned a scholarship running back. He had some great hands. He was bouncing off dudes. Like we have good depth at running back. And I think there's going to be like got plenty of guys that, step up from the running back room when our wide receivers aren't necessarily hundred percent there and capable yet. Well, and I think last year, you know, when we couldn't run the ball, okay, well, you know, you, your best player has now been taken out of the game. So I think to have a plan of like, okay, we can't run it. So we're going to get it to him, you know, as, as even putting him in the slot, like not just sending him in the backfield after we say, hut. Yeah. Like, we're going to put him in the slot. I mean, he's going to actually line up at receiver. Mm-hmm. And now you, defense, have something you have to decide. What are you going to do? Who are you going to put on him? If you go linebacker, you're going to get burnt. Yep. Um. So, I don't know, man. 
I, I like it. And to be honest with you, just they, how many times do coaches say, Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then you never see it. Yeah. They've been preaching. We are going to make tank the focus of our offense. And it sure looks like it. Well, and tank has said so, like he said, Harson wants him to get as many touches as possible. And there's a two way street going on now. You know, it's, both Tank saying this and Harson saying this. I mean, like, if Harson's smart, he's going to stay with what he's already said. And if he doesn't, I mean, Tank could just be like, I mean, screw you, coach. Like, I'm gone. Like, that's the kind of risk that you're running, which, again, makes me more confident that this is going to be true, that Tank is going to get the ball more. And it's not necessarily always going to be run the ball at the middle you know, do a little speed sweep kind of thing with him or something like that. It's going to be lots of different stuff with Tank. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Uh, with wide receivers, we've, we had some, some big players that we've heard a lot about during spring practice. And one of them was Malcolm Johnson Jr. And I have to say, he looked like he looked the part. He, on the first and I think second drive, he was out there and he was one of the primary receivers, if not the primary receiver that TJ Finley was thrown to. And they looked good together. Like the past, the passes were good. Malcolm Johnson's catches were good. Like it just looked like a crisp offense. And that's what I, I was hoping to see. Um, but we also got guys that, you may not have known too much about like Tarvarish Dawson and, you know, him doing a speed sweep, you know, some incredible catches, um, you know, that kind of stuff is, you know, kind of what a day is here for is to kind of give you a flavor for the potential of some of these players. And I think some of these wide receivers, while they are not up to what I think they need to be, I, I, don't, I have a lot of faith in our new wide receiver coach, Ike Hilliard, to get our wide receivers at a spot, even though they're younger for a lot of them, besides Shedrick Jackson, and get them to a spot where they can be effective. And 
that that gets me really excited to see where where our wide receivers can go despite you know the obvious depth issue that is our wide receiver room um so your boy capers i want to get your thoughts on him because <laughs> he's you've my been, boy you've been talking big about him for a while and he looked pretty dang good during a day yeah i mean i think the thing with capers is okay he got playing time as a true freshman and then basically nothing last year. I mean, I think yeah. he was on the field a good bit, but I mean, he was irrelevant and he's a big body. Like I didn't get it. I don't know what, you know, so I I like to, I mean, again, I only saw highlights, but I mean, I think he went over the middle three times, mm-hmm. was not afraid of the contact, made a great behind the back catch because Robbie threw it behind him and he just looked good. And I, yeah. I just like to see guys that, you know, have that potential to finally realize it. And maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. Again, it's A-Day. But there were signs that he has because he's a big body, man. We need somebody to go over the middle. He's tall. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, him and Landon King are two good targets mm-hmm. like height-wise. And I, I don't – Malcolm Johnson seemed pretty big, too. I don't know his, his size. But, yeah, you know, look. they're not short guys. Um, you're probably about to tell me Malcolm Johnson's like five, eight, but, uh, <laughs> he didn't look short. At least he's not as big as capers, but the big targets, cause we didn't have that last year. We're trying to run fade routes to like, you know, shorter receivers last year. And you just need big dudes to go get the ball. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm Johnson's like, he's on the about average to like C six one yeah, like for so, a wide receiver. Like yeah. it's a good size for a wide receiver. Yeah, six one. I think. I mean, I think people consider a six three receiver pretty tall. So I mean, six one's good. Anything above six feet, you know, you got a you got a target that can go up and get the ball. So, yeah, I think all in all, honestly, I, I'm with you. I think I was pleased with what we've seen from Mike Hilliard. I mean, uh, these guys are young, man. I mean, for him to get, you know, we can say it's a day, and it is, and I've been saying it's a day. But to go get any kind of resemblance of these guys knowing what they're doing um that's that's some coaching there because these are all young guys who have never had the spotlight on them right well and think about how many times last year you know you would see Bo just completely pissed off at one of the wide receivers for not doing the right thing like I didn't even see that once maybe it happened and it probably sure did but it looked like they knew what they're doing and I feel like that's a step in the right direction uh for this wide receiver's um, also tight ends. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of grouping tight ends in my mind with wide receivers, even though I know tight ends do a lot more than just running routes and catching a few catches a game. But I mean, there were some awesome looking formations out there where we had, I think three tight ends in on a play, uh, good luck defense trying to figure that one out. Like if we throw some of those cool formations out there, that's a lot and you throw in Tank Bigsby or Jark West Hunter in there, you have not only probably one or two wide receivers, but you got three tight ends, and then you have a running back that you have to account for. That's a lot of guys to be accounting for. And I think that that's, you know, again, a potential place where offense could come out on top. Um, and, uh, I mean, that that just gets me a little excited considering what forever it felt like we didn't have – a productive tight end probably since like CJ Uzoma. And that was, you know, what, five, six, seven years ago, something like that. Yeah. We didn't even utilize him right either. (laughs) Knowing how good he is now. Yeah. 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 It's a, 
I mean, Harson. I mean, to give him some credit, I feel like some of the things he tells you he's going to do, he does, other than playing D. Davis in the bowl game. But that's another, you know, debate. But you know, he's talked about tight ends being involved ever since he got here. And man, they were last year, and they seem to be this year. And I mean, I look here, and it looks like Fromm only had three catches. But I feel like on the highlights I was watching, he was catching every ball and getting yeah. first downs. And you know, um, we know well, how good Shinker is. Well, every time Tyler Fromm was catching the ball, it was a first down. It was like he was maybe making that dude miss. Yeah, maybe that's why it felt so impactful. And Brandon Frazier, we've heard good things about him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's not really been that involved and looks like he had five catches. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think all in all, I don't really consider Landon King a tight end. I don't know if they're doing that for uh, – I don't know why they're doing that. I mean, the guy's going to be playing a lot of receivers. So but, yeah, we already have one, two, three – we got three guys who had a really productive day at tight end. That's not counting the big kid from Colorado we just brought in, who <laughs> right. Riley Ducker, who's supposedly, you know, more athletic than any of these guys, um, and a big body as well. So, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, we we uh, we got some depth at that position without a doubt. Yeah, and I think that's another position that, despite the wide receivers, I think the tight ends can kind of pick up where the wide receivers just can't go because they don't have the depth there. And I, I love that. I mean, if we could legitimately have three to four tight ends that, you know, get decent playing time, even if you don't get any catches, I think that that bodes well for how you can kind of go throughout the season. Go, um, go back and watch. Was it, is it Jay fair? Who's the yeah new wide receiver. Okay. So, uh, and you have to assume he did wrong. So there was a rollout with Robbie Ashford, and two guys are in the same spot. It's Tyler Fromm and Jay Fair, and you got to assume Fair ran the wrong route. Go back and watch. It's very subtle. Fromm realized it and stopped his route, and he was in an open spot. He mm. stopped it. Robbie found him, and then he turned it upfield for, like, 15 yards. So, like, it's just the it's the small things, man. And these guys have been – I don't know if Fromm a senior now. Uh, um, he's either a junior or a senior. Okay. So he's yeah. been around. I mean, Fromm was the one that kept rolling with Bo at the LSU game. You know, he found yeah. the spot in the end zone. So, yep. it was very subtle. But if you go back and watch it, like, the freshman was making a mistake. Fromm realized it, cut his route off, found just sat down in an open spot. And that stuff, that stuff will win you ball games. Yeah. Well, that'll get you the first down. It'll get you the touchdowns. Like, that's the key things that I felt like a lot of times last year we didn't have, uh, besides really Shinker, a guy that I felt like, oh, yeah, let's keep going back to that kid. Like, we didn't have that. And if we could have a tight end besides Shinker do that, I think Tyler Fromm, in my mind, is kind of that next guy that could be that and get us those first downs and touchdowns. Um, let's shift a little bit on to defense here. Um, the defense seemed to do pretty well. Obviously stopped a lot of the run game, and I feel like that was to be expected. I think our defensive line is just incredible. And the the new defensive line coach that we've got seems to be just picking up where the last guy left off. I mean, we're we're gonna be a force to reckon with in the SEC. You know, any kind of rush packages, I feel like our defensive line will be ready for it. You know, and then you kind of combine that with Eku Leota and Derek Hall, who are gonna be just menaces in the backfield and I think you've kind of got a good recipe for, you know, keeping our defense going. 
and that that really gets me excited because our defensive line has a I think a really high ceiling this year. I mean, could be one of the best if they if our defense isn't on the field all the time. I think if we keep them off the field, if the defense off the field and our defense has some time to rest, we could legitimately have one of the best defenses uh just because of our front seven. So, really excited about that. Um I did want to get your thoughts on this because I heard Ekuliota and Derek Hall both have goals of getting double-digit sacks. Do you think that they reach that? I thought you were going to ask me if I was okay with that. I was going to say absolutely. <laughs> yes, I want them to get double-digit. Um, both getting double-digits is going to be tough. Uh, like, put in perspective, like, Derek Brown had, I think, 11.5 or 10.5 sacks in a season. And think about how good Derek Brown was. And I know he's not an edge rusher, but like Yeah, he's not an edge. I mean, for I didn't realize Derek had that many for a for an interior D lineman to get that many sacks is you know, that's pretty big. Um, shows you how good he was, right? I think um it's possible. I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, you know, and and let's be fair, we're gonna play Mercer and San Jose State and you know, probably another team like that. So you could pad your stats in those games. We want him to be doing it in meaningful SEC games. I think that Derek's probably going to get the playing time to do it. I think Echo is a stud and is working his tail off, but I still think he's going to be second to to Derek. I mean, to uh, yeah, Derek Hall. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's potential. And the other thing that could hurt them is the kid Dylan Brooks is coming on strong. So you know, he's the he'll be the redshirt freshman, and and he won't start over them, but he'll take snaps away because I think. They got to make sure they got depth there if one of them goes down. Right. They're going to give him playing time. Yeah. Well, and if you really look at the guys who are going to, who are going to be edge rushers, we've got those three guys. That's it. And not really anything behind them, at least on scholarship. And that, that can be a little scary. Yeah. We're bringing in a guy that, a uh, true freshman that's not on campus yet. I, I can't remember his name. Kind of an interesting name, but <clears throat> they said he could be an edge guy if need be. So, you know, I mean, that could give you four, but I, you're going to – Dylan Brooks has put on weight. He's apparently worked hard, learned the schemes, and is coming on strong, and you got to make sure he gets playing time. So that's going to take away snaps. I guess a long-winded you, – you're like, Jared, you could have given a yes or no. <laughs> um, you know, I can't do that. I like to talk. So I would be surprised if either one of them got double, to be honest, but I would not be shocked if they got in the eight or nine range and had really good seasons. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be a success in my mind if both of them ended up, you know, seven, eight sacks in that range. Now, I love the goal of double digit sacks. Oh, absolutely. But set that bar high. But in reality, that's really hard to reach. Just that and for any college, you know, defensive lineman that's gonna be rushing the quarterback, that's a high number. Yeah, that um, that's that's it's tough to do. That there's a reason why the ones that do it you know, or up for defensive player of the year. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not an easy thing. But, I mean, legitimately, I think both of them could if they start hitting their stride. I mean, think about it. If by chance you've got Eku on one side and Derek Hall on the other side, that's tough on an offensive line to, well, to yeah, stop if they, that. If they called holding against Bama ever, I mean, Derek Hall, you know, well, they wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gotten a sack. They'd have called holding, but <laughs> he'd have had another shot at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, he – he was giving them fits and Bama's field with five stars on their own line. So mm-hmm. 
he's good, man. I'm super pumped about him and the, what Echo's saying all the right things with his goals and workouts. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Yeah, same here. Um, a couple of other guys on defense that stood out to me. Um, so we'd heard a lot about DJ James, who's a defensive back that we got out of Oregon. I saw a lot of positive things out of him. Like, I am so glad we we picked him up and did that little trade thing where we gave them Bo, and we got these awesome players from Oregon. I love that because I think we're getting way better of a trade than what we gave. And and if you've heard anything from me, I love Bo Nix, but I think we got way more talent out of that trade, you know, trade in parentheses, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, the trade. Um, but it, it was exciting just to see DJ James. You know, he made some really great tackles. Like I, in high school football, that I love making a good tackle on defense. And I saw DJ James out there doing that. I mean, people call me AJJ, so he's DJJ. So, you know, I feel like there's something there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I'm, I'm excited about that uh, to see how he kind of develops, especially – come this fall um i think he could become one of our kind of go-to defensive backs that we could have for a very long time special teams that was kind of interesting we i felt like we threw a lot out there on special teams which was good because last year jared how many times were we so mad at special teams like so much yeah and guess what this time we it looked like we were practicing a lot on special teams so maybe we get better next year on special teams. Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's the hope, man. I think we had a whole – I think there's, they just threw another holding flag or blocking the back on us. I mean, oh, I think crap. It, it, it was like every – oh, there's a target on Smoke Monday too. They, oh. <laughs> uh, they just uh, – I mean, they threw – I mean, I was like, just quit returning it because apparently maybe the refs are that bad, but every time you got to think we're just not – we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. No, it legitimately felt like that. And any positive, you know, kickoff return that got returned like midfield got called back to the 15-yard line because somebody held. And you're just like, why? Just why? It was bad. And, and, you know, that's the kind of thing we got to get better at. Like, you can't put yourself already on a kickoff way behind the sticks. When, you know, putting yourself at midfield, that's a swing of momentum in your – back to you – if you've not had it in a game. So anyway, um, as far as injuries go, we still had Andres Carlson out due to his ACL. Um, he's recovering. I saw him on the field kind of walking around uh, with the special teams. So um, I think he's due to be back fully, um, which again is pretty cool considering I honestly didn't think we would have somebody that would be, what is he, a fifth year? Is that right? I think it's fifth year um, because his first year. Yeah, I think he's a fifth year. And so that's pretty cool to have a guy that legitimately has the talent to probably go to the NFL and yet comes back, you know, in this ways, he's also kind of helping himself get back to health and raise his draft stock. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what honors can do this next year. Um, we've also had a couple of different kickers and, and we had some interesting things go on in the field goal game. So one of the field goals, I think it was about a 21 yarder. We missed the first one. And I was like, oh, of course, like, this is not good. This is not a good way to, you know, 
have an A day where you're missing such a short field goal. And it was funny, like Harson just straight up, you know, had them do it again. It wasn't a holding penalty, nothing like just go out there and do it again. So, you know, we had to go out there and do it again. So made the second one. Um, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. And again, I don't think that necessarily says we're going to be bad at kicking because Anders wasn't even out there, but kind of interesting. Um, Ben Patton, he was the guy who took over after, uh, Anders Carlson, uh, Ben Patton had a good day. I think he made a 25 yarder and a 40 yarder. So good for him. Um, you know, I, I love having a good backup. I mean, we all know backups get, get a lot of love. So Ben gets a lot of my love, um, for punts and kickoffs. We had Oscar Chapman just doing his thing. You know, the Australian punter from down under just kicking it like, booming it so long and even one of those uh, donovan kaufman was back and donovan had some good you know he he caught the ball well from a punt but there was one that just like squirted right out like it went right over his shoulder and i was like oh no this is this is what i dread about punt returns (laughs) i have nightmares about this stuff (laughs) and uh, I mean, that's the kind of stuff you got to clean up. You, you can't have, it. but, um, any other thoughts about special teams or anything else you want to talk about, Jared? No, to be fair, I didn't, I didn't get those didn't make the highlights that much. Um, so I didn't catch, you know, a lot of what was going on, but you know, um, I, the, the, I guess non physical a day related there has been talk that they are going to put tank on kick return mm. um so i don't know they did that as they, freshman the they did year. he at least had one return during a day oh okay there you go yeah. then. okay so they are doing it yeah i mean they've um they did it freshman year when he returned the one at old miss and they called it back um for holding but you know I, i'm always I hold my breath because it's always like, oh, because there's big impacts on returns and you don't want your best player to get hurt. But right, you also got to try to generate points any way you can. So I understand why they're doing it. But um, yeah, all in all, special teams wise, most people probably know this that are listening. But I mean, Anders will be back. And then we got the number one recruiter kicker in the country um, coming in as a true freshman. He's the brother of the Bengals kicker. So yeah, um, person. Yeah, McPherson. So, you know, I think there's going to, I think we'll be okay there. Um, I don't know a story of someone coming back from ACL and, and being a kicker. So I don't know if this is uncharted territory, but we'll be interesting to see how Anders responds. But he, worst case, hopefully Anders responds. Worst case, we do have a, you know, real good freshman kicker. And to me, I feel like, I feel like kickers can do it at any age, right? If you can do it, you can yeah. do it. I mean, I think the only the hardest thing is a freshman coming into a huge environment like a ninety thousand person stadium. It's the crowd, yeah. yeah. It's the crowd. Like that's probably the hardest thing. But you you put a you know five star kicker like we have. Well, he's not five star because kickers are never five star. But you know what I mean. He yeah, is a yeah. five star in my books. He's the best the one, one in the kicker. country available. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And he's gonna make yeah. I'd say ninety ninety five percent of all kicks that are within 40, 45 yards. The rest, you I mean, it's kind of like a toss-up, how he handles the pressure under the big lights. Yeah, you're right. Pressure's the biggie. So, and, you know, the guys that we had last year, you know, they, I mean, heck, they had to, uh, you know, they were they were 
going back and forth in the Iron Bowl. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. eventually that's what we missed and lost, but you know they were they were keeping us in the game there, making kicks and extra points and everything. So we, it will be capable. We got yeah. we'll be able to do it. Yeah. So really excited about that. Um, just finally, I mean, we had a little struggling on on kicking last year, and I hope we can kind of get that back into you know the shape that I think Auburn kicking is known for. So. All right, Jared, how can the people find uh, find you and hear you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And you can always find you, you know, no huddle, E2C. There you go. Stuff. All that too, absolutely. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.